This is Call of the Week, and as we head into the 1st of November, 2018, Dr. Angela McClure has joined us for this podcast. Dr. McClure is the UT Extension Corn and Soybean Specialist. Angela, thanks for being here. What sort of calls have you been getting this week? Well, I'm getting a lot of calls, I think, on uh, just some harvest issues, seed quality, and that type of uh, that, those types of things. Um, one of the calls that I'm starting to get, and, and I think it's kind of a timely topic right now, is just remind folks to get out and soil test this fall mm-hmm. um, if, they have, um, if they can fit it in their schedule. Is fall the best time of year to soil test? Well, actually, you can, you can soil test any time of the year. I think most farmers do it either in the fall or the spring. Um, the, um, the time of the year can impact the results a little bit. Sometimes warmer temperatures, you, know, you can have little different levels of sulfur and micronutrients if you sample in warm months versus cold months. But for pH and P and K, um, basic fertility, uh, you can sample pretty much any time. Um, I do like the idea of sampling in the fall. Um, one of the reasons is that if we sample now and we get our results back, we kind of have a game plan. We know what we need to do for lime and fertilizer. And um, we have a very wide window of time to put it out. Um, if you wait until spring to soil test, you get your samples back, you're scrambling around trying to figure out what to do and who to put the material out for you. And in a wet spring, um, you know, a lot of times things get backed up. And um, sometimes I've seen farmers where they basically, um, they wait around for the, the lime truck or the fertilizer truck and it doesn't come on time. So they end up, you know, planting and then they just put the lime and fertilizer off till the next cycle. And that's not a good situation to be in. So sampling now will allow us to put, you know, lime and fertilizer out fall, winter, or even into next spring. Is soil sampling something you need to do every year? It's not something that you need to do every year. Uh, We recommend that farmers try to sample every two to three years. Three years would probably be the longest time between. Um, The, um, you know, the idea is to try to do it consistently, try to do it kind of the same time um, each time you do it um, in your field, whether it's fall or spring. Um, If you do that, then you can compare your previous soil test results Uh, It's kind of apples to apples um, and kind of see how you're doing. Are you building your levels? Are things going up? Are things maintaining? You know, those types of of things are things to look at, um, you know, when you do it. So you don't need to do every year, but again, two to three years. I, I guess I would say most people know that soil testing is something they need to do, but I'd like to give you the opportunity to remind listeners why soil testing is so important. Well, basically, you know, taking that soil sample takes the guesswork out of lime and fertilizer application. Um, And everything costs money. Um, I think farmers are very budget conscious this year with the prices and some of the issues that that are going on out there. So, you know, we don't want to overspend where we don't really have to. And so if you, you know, if you take, you know, those those soil samples, um, basically it it keeps you from over-applying and that costs money. It also keeps you from under-applying, so you do a better job on the crop. Um, you know, we think uh, if you do it right, you'll think yields are better uh, overall. Um, I think you can, um, you can build soil levels so your soil is in better shape uh, for future crops. And also, if you're not over-applying, then farmers become better stewards for nutrients, and I think that's really important now. So what's the biggest mistake you see people making when they soil sample? 
Well, I think one of the one of the mistakes is not not getting a representative sample. Um, it used to be, I think, farmers were sampling on ten acre grids, and and some still do, and that still you know can work fairly effectively um, if your field is you know fairly uniform. Um, but if it isn't, then you know making sure you identify some of those really um, low, you know, low fertility or low yielding areas that are low yielding because of soil fertility, you know, those need to be sampled and managed separately. Um, if it's in the budget, if there is a way that they can uh, pay a little bit extra to get those, you know, those intensive grid sampling uh, done, uh, you know, two and a half acres, I think does a better job than a 10 acre grid. Um, especially for um, identifying variability. I think we do a little bit better job there. So I think just getting a good representative sample of the field is, is probably the most important thing. Anything else you'd like to point out about soil testing? Um, you know, I think basically soil sampling is for everybody. Uh, everybody should be doing it. Um, you know, farmers, if you know, those that have um, acquired a new field this year, a long-term lease, something that they've taken on, um, soil sample now to find out kind of where uh, your basic levels are, you know, figure out where your variability is and, and get a kind of a fertility game plan um, in those new fields for next year. Um, this year we had, um, we had a few uh, nutrient deficiencies showing up. Um, one of them was potassium. And, you know, farmers, I think, do a pretty good job um, with their potassium, but sometimes we have fields that maybe haven't been sampled in a while. Um, I know it was showing up um, in soybeans, and in some cases it was dry weather, um, poor plant uptake, um, and that type of thing. But um, when we did some tissue testing and soil testing, what we found was, um, in some cases, the soil levels were low. Um, and when farmers actually went back and checked it, you know, checked their uh, soil test records, they found it had actually been quite a while, you know, since that field had been sampled or fertilized. So if you had deficiency problems, you know, see if you can identify whether or not there was a, um, you know, it was a soil deficiency issue. You, you mentioned tissue testing. Is that something farmers should also be considering this fall? Well, I think in, in, in season, um, in, in crop, if we see something that doesn't look right, that looks like a nutrient deficiency, um, we tissue test and then we try to do a soil test also to see if one corroborates the other. Um, usually they do. Um, but the, you know, the tissue test obviously is kind of in, is, um, in response to just the visual symptoms that something is not quite right with the plant. All right, and finally, do you want to say anything about the lab where these soil samples are analyzed? You know, develop a good relationship with the soil lab of your choice. Um, I'm going to put a plug in for UT's uh, soil test lab. We have a lab in Nashville. I think everybody knows uh, they've gone through a little bit of uh, renovation and restructuring. Um, they offer kind of a, an expanded basic soil test now. They run soil test year-round. Um, and if you give them 20 or more samples, you get a discount on the price. So I just wanted to put a plug in there for the UT lab. Great information to know, Angela, and we appreciate you being here. We hope you come back soon. And thank you for listening to Call of the Week. I'm Ginger Rousey. We'll talk next week. Call of the Week is brought to you by the University of Tennessee Institute of Agriculture and utcrops.com.